You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 12. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there. My name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. In this episode of Voice Acting Mastery, I'll be continuing my discussion of microphone basics. Your microphone is your most vital tool as a voice actor. In today's market, voice actors are expected to have their own home recording studio and to be able to produce professional-sounding tracks. It's important to understand the basics of microphones in order to make sure your voice sounds as good as possible. Your voice is, after all, your calling card. In the last episode, I discussed the differences between dynamic and condenser recording technology. In this episode, I want to focus on another important aspect of microphones, their directionality or pickup pattern. The directionality of a microphone not only determines how it records sound, but this pickup pattern also colors the sound in ways that may not be immediately obvious. And now, the feature segment. So what do I mean when I refer to the directionality or pickup pattern of a microphone? Basically, every microphone records sound. That's its job. But microphones can treat the sound around them differently depending on where the sound is coming from. If a microphone records sound equally from all directions, it's called an omnidirectional microphone. The omnidirectional pickup pattern tries to accurately capture any sound coming towards it regardless of its direction. This was useful in early recording environments when musicians or vocalists would all stand around the microphone and perform together. In that situation, it was incredibly useful to have the microphone pick up everyone with the same audio quality and volume. Eventually, technicians realized that it would be useful to have a microphone that was more like a camera. They wanted to make a unidirectional microphone that would record the sound in front of it but ignore any sounds coming from behind it. In the real world, this ideal is impossible. Sound bounces all around, and even the most directional of microphones can still pick up some sounds from behind them. However, every unidirectional microphone does its best to reject unwanted rear noise while remaining sensitive to sounds in front of it. Any sound behind a unidirectional mic gets recorded at a lower level than the sounds coming from the front. This variation in volume can be charted on a circular graph, with the microphone in the middle. It's called a polar pattern. The polar pattern of a microphone lets you know where it's sensitive to sound and where it's not. I'll include some pictures of polar patterns in the blog post associated with this podcast episode. That way you can see what they look like. There are many different types of polar patterns for microphones, but the most common one that we use in voiceover is called the cardioid pattern. It's named this because when you chart it on that circular graph, it sort of looks like a heart. There's a big round part out the front of the microphone where it's most sensitive to sound, but the curve pinches off on the back end where the mic is less sensitive. This pinched-off pattern looks like an upside-down heart when graphed, hence the name cardioid. Almost every microphone used for voiceover uses a cardioid pickup pattern. Almost all the microphones I recommend in the toolbox section of the Voice Acting Mastery website are cardioid microphones. 
So you might well ask me, Crispin, if every microphone and voiceover is cardioid, then why do I need to know about any other pickup pattern? Well, it's helpful to know about pickup patterns for two reasons. One, the pickup pattern actually affects the sound quality of the recording, which you can use to your advantage. And two, I said almost every microphone and voiceover uses a cardioid pickup pattern. There is one very important one that doesn't, and it's vital to know why it's used. Let's start with the first point. How does a cardioid pickup pattern affect sound quality? When cardioid microphones were first used, recording engineers noticed that they had a unique quality that made them different from the earlier omnidirectional mics. Whenever a vocalist got closer to a microphone, regardless of type, the recording would get louder. That was easy enough to understand. But when a vocalist got closer to a cardioid mic, not only did the volume increase, but the bass or low-end frequencies increased as well. A vocalist in close proximity to a cardioid mic would sound much deeper in tone than one at the same distance from an omnidirectional mic. This bass buildup is called proximity effect, and it's common to all unidirectional microphones. This proximity effect was usually unwanted when recording music. It could make instruments or vocalists sound muddy and unclear. However, as voice actors, we can use this proximity effect to great advantage. It allows us to create a sense of intimacy when we get very close to the microphone, as if we were whispering in someone's ear. It can also allow us to create deeper-sounding characters than we might be able to produce normally. Voiceover artists who record movie trailers use proximity effect to create the popular voice of God sound that's so common in film previews. So, understanding proximity effect can give us more expressive possibilities on a microphone. There is another type of microphone that is used extensively in voiceover that is not cardioid in its pickup pattern. It's called the shotgun microphone. The shotgun microphone is so named because of its long cylindrical shape, which makes it look like the barrel of a gun. The shape serves an important purpose. The long cylinder is known as an interference tube. This tube helps the microphone reject sound approaching it from the sides and focus solely on sounds coming from the front of the microphone. This gives the shotgun mic a long reach, allowing it to act like the zoom function on a camera. Shotguns are used extensively when recording actors for TV and film. The long reach of the shotgun microphone allows the recording engineer to focus on an actor's voice and reject as much of the rest of the noise on set as possible. Trailer voiceover performers realized that the proximity effect on this type of microphone was enormous. Since the shotgun was designed to be used at a distance, if you got right up next to it and vocalized, you sounded incredibly deep. Most movie trailers are recorded on shotgun mics. However, there is one important disadvantage to the shotgun mic. While its reach extends forward a great distance, it turns out that it also extends behind the microphone as well. The laws of physics dictate that the price for having such a narrowly focused microphone is that it tends to pick up sounds coming from the rear at a much greater extent than your standard cardioid microphone. You can see this in the polar pattern graph of a shotgun mic. I'll include a picture of one in the blog post. Since shotguns were designed to be used either outside or on a large soundstage, this rear pickup pattern is not usually a problem. The difficulty arises when working in a smaller enclosed environment like a recording studio. If a studio is not treated well acoustically, 
Recordings on a shotgun mic can have a boxy sound to them, as if you're inside a tin can. Shotgun mics also tend to have an edgier proximity effect that sounds all right for brief periods of time, like in trailers, but can become harsh and fatiguing over longer time spans. In order to avoid both the boxy sound and any ear fatigue on the part of the audience, most long-form voice acting, like animation and video games, is usually done on cardioid mics, while many short-form projects, like trailers, commercials, and promos, are recorded on shotguns. To sum up, the vast majority of voiceover microphones use a cardioid pickup pattern. These cardioid mics have a built-in proximity effect that you can use to achieve different vocal effects. All the microphones that I recommend for home recording in the toolbox section of voiceactingmastery.com use a cardioid pattern except one, the shotgun. While shotgun mics offer the advantage of being more targeted when used for recording at a distance in large spaces, their nuances and drawbacks must be understood when in a home recording environment in order to avoid sounding artificially harsh or boxy. So, why do you need to know all this? Because you're playing with the big boys now or will be eventually as your skills improve. Your auditions from home will be heard by professionals. These professionals are used to hearing voices that have been recorded well on industry-standard equipment. Only by understanding the principles at work behind these tools will you be able to produce competitive-sounding tracks. After all, would you really trust my advice if my podcast sounded like this? I hope these last two episodes have helped demystify microphones and how they work. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them as a comment on the blog post associated with this episode. I wish you all the best in your voice acting endeavors, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening.